G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, I'll just pose a little question, take you into some of those times you might have experienced. Have you ever been in what seems like a small and insignificant church prayer meeting? And somebody prays for something that seems absolutely impossible. A prayer that the whole world will be saved. Finding faith in Christ. Sounds impossible, but think again about what God's purpose is. We might doubt whether he is able to fulfill his great commission. But he's well able to do what he says. It can seem a little bit too simplistic to have such a big vision, but movements do exist with strategies to make that happen. Right now, we're in the middle of the Global Outreach Month. And on the 28th of May, just 10 days from now, it will be Global Outreach Day. The Global Outreach Movement, or the GO Movement, embraces a vast number of Christians with a goal to inspire and mobilise millions An update today on Global Outreach Month and how it's not too late for you to participate. Evangelist Stu Miller is back with us today. He's the founder of Train to Proclaim and the Australian Go Movement coordinator. Stu Miller, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Great to be back. Stu, as I list all of those sorts of things in an introduction, some people are going to say, okay, well, you better convince me straight away that this is as big as it's happening because it doesn't feel like that in my community, in my Mm. local church, doesn't feel so inspiring. There's been small beginnings for this Mm. global outreach movement. Uh, Take us back to some history here and up to the present. Yeah, well, Global Outreach Day started in 2012, yep, uh, and it started a, a vision by a couple of German guys. Um, Werner Nuttingale is uh, the founder uh, and international director of, of Global Outreach Day, or Go Movement now, that it's called. And uh, it started because he, he had a vision from God about having a day that a worldwide day where Christians would uh, collectively say, let's go and share the gospel. Let's, Because we have all these global days, don't we? We've got the global day of the whale. You've even got, <laughs> believe it or not, global day of the toilet, you know, okay. <laughs> which is a, a day of sanitation. You've got all these crazy, you know, days of global days. And he thought, why as Christians do we not have a day, an international day where we go about what Jesus has commanded us to do, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And so let's have a focus on reaching people. And, uh, it's you know, because many Christians are saying, oh, one day I'm going to reach my neighbor. One day I'm going to do this. Well, when Global Outreach Day comes, that's your day. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's a real focus that we can we – can, um, uh, look at at how can we reach our community and focus Christians all around the world and working together. It's a real collaborative thing. One of the things I, I'm really attracted to with this, Neil, is that there's ministries, church denomination um, denominations, Christians, 
all of us are collaborating together with the same goal involved. It doesn't matter where you're from, what church you're from, what ministry you're from. We're all in this together to reach. Uh, and and the, the motto of Global Outreach Day is uh, every believer is a, a witness. And, the, and their catch cry is um, everyone can reach someone and together we can reach the world, which I love. Uh, because no one ministry, no one church, no one Christian, you know, big evangelist or anything like that is ever going to be able to reach this whole world. We need to do this together as the body of Christ. So a decade history mm-hmm. and a snowball effect. Yeah. Uh, the growth has been phenomenal. absolutely phenomenal, mm. dynamic. Uh, mm. So if we're looking at, say, last year and the sort of, Statistics, because mm. these sorts of statistics no doubt come together after the event of a Global Outreach Month and then a Global Outreach Day. So what sort of numbers were involved in the way the success of last year might be evaluated? Yeah, well, despite the fact that many of our listeners may not have even heard of Go Movement or Global Outreach Day, because uh, it isn't big in Australia, unfortunately, and we're trying to do something about that. Even this show today, we're hoping that people will get on board. Not and, big and, in Australia until our conversation today. <laughs> until our today. conversation right. today, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's huge overseas. I mean, it is actually the largest evangelism mobilisation effort in human history. Uh, in 2021, 71 million Christians globally were involved, over 150 nations, 450 million people were reached with the gospel, and over 8 million people uh, gave their lives to Christ. That is some big figures, uh, just amazing. You've really got to pause and mm. reflect on that for a moment and say, how is that happening when I feel like in my church, it's mm. just so hard to get anybody off the seats and out and actually sharing their faith. And mm. we might talk about why that might be the case here for a lot of people in Australia. But mm. to imagine that there are 8 million salvations mm. as a result of that one day and creating a day where you can build a narrative around it. Uh, mm. It's not only Global Outreach Day, but Global Outreach Month, yes. a way that Christian believers can prepare for mm. and be ready to act on that day. Yeah, and the exciting thing is that even though it started as a day, you know, a global day, uh, it's so much more now, 10 years down the track, because um, many, many people, myself included, as soon as I heard about it, I said to, I met with the founder, uh, Werner, and um, I said to him, you know, like, every day's Global Outreach Day. What do you mean one day a year? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I know, I know, but we're just trying to have a special focus one day a year when we all come together, and I, I can understand that, and that's a catalyst to lifestyle evangelism. It's supposed to be a catalyst, not just a, okay, well, we've done our evangelism for the year on that day and let's carry on. So now we've got Go Decade, which is 2020 through to 2020, 2030. Uh, and by the end of 2030, the goal is to reach everyone on the planet, to reach the whole world. Now, this, that's that prayer you were talking about before, yeah, yeah. being fulfilled by the end of 2030. We've got Go Month every year where we're wanting to reach um, hundreds of millions of, of, of people around the world and, and seeing people come to know Christ. Uh, we've got... Um, Go pray now, which is a, a, a focus on prayer. If you're an intercessor, if you're a prayer, I encourage you to get on board and to pray. There's uh, Canberra Declaration is on on board this uh, this year, and they have been for the last few years. They're a great partner, and they um, 
they're running nightly Zoom meetings um, for an hour, and you can tap into that and pray for for our nation, uh, pray for the world, pray for for believers all around the world who are going out and reaching out with the gospel. So, if you're a prayer, uh, go to the Canberra Declaration site and um, sign up there, and you'll get the Zoom link, and and you can you can join in with that. Uh, there's Go Train. We had Go Train at, just before. Uh, the, the month of May where we, we had six evangelists all with different approaches, different tools, different ways of, of sharing the gospel because there's no one way of sharing the gospel. I mean, I know the G7 is the best way, Neil, but... <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that later. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm a bit biased, of course. But, uh, you know, there's there's lots of wonderful ways of sharing the gospel and, and each of them brought a different element. And if you want to have a recording of that training, go, go to the um, Train to Proclaim Facebook site and, and there's a link there to the training. And you'll be able to watch a recording. Uh, it's, it's three hours, half an hour each on six evangelists. And it's a, it was a wonderful time. It was actually live on TBN uh, in the South Pacific. So, all, all the, so this movement has grown so much bigger than a day. Let me get super spiritual with you here for mm-hmm. a moment, Stu. And I know you won't mind reflecting on this because, you know, as a biblical Christian, you can mm-hmm. reflect on, you know, even... Uh, Acts chapter 2, on that day of Pentecost, uh, the old men uh, seeing visions and the young men dreaming dreams. And I know that there's an opposite on that, uh, you know, which one dreams dreams and which one sees visions. And, uh, but there is a certain sense in which uh, when people dream dreams mm. and have visions, uh, I found on the Global uh, Outreach Movement website, yes. uh, in the initial vision, mm. The Global Outreach Day, uh, words. these words were used, I saw a huge wave going around the world mm. and an endless number of Christians preaching the gospel. Mm. Again, sounds yeah. like one of these impossibilities, but right. uh, if you're going to dream dreams and see visions, this is the sort of stuff of, uh, mm. of Pentecost, isn't it? The yeah. day of Pentecost. These sorts of things, when you're having a prayer time, when you're in your local church and someone has a vision like that and you go, oh, that sounds a little bit weird. That sounds, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, impossible. It's <laughs> out there. It's on the edge. That's right. You know, that person must be super spiritual. But yeah. these are the sorts of things that sometimes uh, interacting with our own spirit, with mm. our own motivations uh, of our ways that we can think about how we could participate in such a thing. Mm. And and Werner would, would, would say to you that when he had that vision, you know, like it's exciting and he thought, let, you know, he was thinking maybe we could get a million Christians, you know. I mean, that's a big vision, isn't it, to, yeah. to, to be involved. And now you see last year 71 million Christians involved. So he wouldn't dr- have dreamed the, of what uh, Go movement would turn into today, and so, but you know what? It's 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 not a it's not about one man's vision. You know, it, it's a vision that he he had to start it up. But I would say there's been visions and dreams all around the world from all these other organisations, ministries, people, churches, and that God has been speaking to them. And you know, we've got to accomplish the task of the Great Commission, and we're doing it together now collaboratively. And Go movement, something that's just pulling all these different people with all these visions together. It's not about one man. It's not about a, a, a an organisation. It's about all of us as the body of Christ coming together to reach the world. Let's touch on Aussies. As we said, we will, because mm-hmm. there will be those who feel like this is all happening outside of my experience. And yes. in a day when we think... Here in Australia, it's getting a little more unpopular to talk about the gospel. There's cancel culture that's happening and 
all of these things that seem to be working against us, mm. somehow or other, Stu, you've got to be able to break through that and come out on top. How do you think we deal with those sorts of motivations? Well, I think, you know, when we look at, at our culture, it is different to some of the other cultures where this is really pumping around the world. The cultures like Africa and South America and and, uh, and India and places where, you know, it's a very, they're all communal cultures. You know, you, you, you can, there's people sitting around, you can go up and have a chat with them. People interact all the time. They they know it, they know their neighbours, they know their, uh, their communities, their part, and it's, in a sense, easier to be able to communicate the gospel because you've got open lines of communication. And in Australia and in other Western nations, we've got real challenges because we're an individualistic, consumer-based um, society where uh, often we don't, we don't even know our neighbours. I mean, I've, I think I've said on the show before, I think I speak to my neighbours about three or four times a year, uh, if, if that, just because they come in in their cars and the, 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 the garage door goes up, they drive their car in, the garage door goes down, and they're in their own world, and, and I don't see them. The only time I see them is out mowing the lawn, and that's not a good time to chat with them about <laughs> Jesus. You know? So how, how do you reach your neighbors? Sometimes you don't even know. Some people don't literally don't know their neighbors' names. Uh, it's such separate lives. We've got big fences. We've got this is my family, this is my world, and we're not a community based like a, a lot of these other nations. So, so we really do struggle when it comes to uh, uh, reaching people with the gospel, and we've got to be a lot more intentional. It can't just happen naturally in conversation like in these other c- cultures. We've got to say, how can we be intentional about reaching our neighbours? What sort of tools, what sort of approaches can we do to make that opportunity? Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision Christian Radio. I want to invite you to join in our conversation, 1-800-316-316. We're talking about the GO movement. We're talking about Global Outreach Movement, Global Outreach Month, which we are in right now in May. Global Outreach Day is coming up on the 28th of May. Looking for your thoughts on creative ways, engaging ways that you can share the good news Uh, You might like to be an inspiration for others. Stu Miller is our guest. He's the founder of Train to Proclaim and the Australian Go Movement coordinator. Let's take some calls, Stu. Let's hear from Wendy in Rockley in Brisbane. Hi, Wendy. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Very good, Wendy. What are your thoughts? Uh, I just um, wanted to say what we've been doing in our new um, estate. Uh, We set up a Facebook page... Um, not myself, uh, but one of the uh, the people who live there did, and um, we uh, get together with the people in the estate. Uh, we get together at Christmas, and um, you could possibly do it if you have a, a, a local park and invite all the neighbours there. We have our house is in a cul-de-sac, so we have it in the cul-de-sac. And we just put out a table, BYO drinks, and uh, it's a chance for the neighbours really to to meet each other and to make friendships for starters. Um, and I found we have three chaplains living out in our estate alone. Oh wow! Um, and a fellow fellow who goes to the church 
next to my church, like quite close to my church, and um, many other Christians. So, um, you know, we we just start by um, connecting um, and and making friends and helping people out, um, and um, yeah, and saying you know we're available if if they need something. Wendy, um, what a wonderful thought you are offering here. I'll get Stu's impression, but uh, using social media to create a community that gets everyone together on special mm-hmm. occasions. Stu, what are your thoughts for Wendy? I think that's fantastic, Wendy. And, uh, you know, it, using the technology that we have today, I think people are crying out for more than just social media. They want that actual uh, interaction with others and providing events like at Christmas time and maybe other times of the year when you get together in your street and have have a meal together or you know um, get together of some sort is fantastic uh, and it does break down those those barriers it helps you to get to know your neighbors when we moved into our cul-de-sac we did the very first year we ran a, a, a barbecue uh, at Christmas time and invited all of our neighbors we didn't know them and that was actually the start of us getting to know some of our neighbors and like you we found there was a whole lot of Christians that we found down the street and um, it was wonderful uh, but it's the one thing I love about it Wendy is that you're being intentional about building relationship and connecting because if we're not intentional life just goes on and we never get to know people uh, and that will open up opportunities for the gospel the next step of course is to think about how do we reach those that we're building relationship with Wendy while we've got you on the phone uh, which days or which special events have you been able to utilize uh, this method of getting everyone together because as Stu says you know there's Christmas and other special times which ones have worked for you uh, well, we actually have got together for Anzac Day. Um, we all agreed to come at dawn, and um, and uh, one of the one of the ladies just cooked up some mince and toast. Um, that was very generous of her, and um, and we listened to uh, on the radio because we're out in the street to the last post and um, that sort of thing. Uh, of course, Christmas drinks ever. Just let's get together. We were flooded in earlier this year, and so we said, "Come down as a community." We knew people were running out of food. We'd been flooded in for four days, and um, so people just brought whatever they had, and uh, and we all shared. But normally we say BYO chair and drinks, and if you want nibbles, otherwise doesn't matter. And whoever has anything, just bring something. Like I said, we put out a table. Sometimes we put up a little gazebo and um, and everyone just uh, comes up if they can, if they're available. And uh, awesome. we have a lovely time sharing. And, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about Jesus to somebody if they don't know you. They're not going to yeah. trust you. They're not going to believe you if, um, if, you know, your example as a person um, goes on display before your example as a Christian, you know. Yes, but but that that generosity you're showing there, Wendy, is is wonderful. You know, like you, you bring your own chair and drinks, but we'll we'll provide the food. You know, people think why why are people providing food for us? Why are they being so generous? And it's so it's it's fostering that love even before you you get on to talking about Jesus. Wendy, thank you so much for your call. What a great contribution! Uh, you might have your own creative way of 
sharing your faith, uh, sharing good news with your neighbours, uh, you can call us 1-800-316-316 and join our conversation. Wendy and Rockley, thanks so much. Let's take another call. Jonathan in Perth, WA. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome along. Yes. When, what I saw about I used to do or something, again, another obstacle is uh, through drug distribution. You know, there are certain drugs that are being born again or atheism, all those kind of drugs that are being written by special people, you can distribute it among the neighbors. Some of them can reject them because they have the statement, no John Mills. So when they say no John Mills, anything you put in, they will reject it. But there are some that can receive it. But Wonderful stuff. We really ask questions how to really, it because it's very hard. According to what the speaker said, you know, in Africa, it's very easy to, to spread the gospel. But I spent, you know, still more than 16 years, it's very hard to share the gospel because everybody in their own world, you can't communicate with them. Even if you talk to them when they are not in a good mood, they will shut you off and just keep on going on. So it's really hard. Jonathan, I always appreciate your very good wisdom and uh, you're illustrating just how easy it is to share the gospel in your own homeland in Africa. And what you're saying here it makes a lot of sense too, using tracts, uh, those little written uh, little brochures uh, that have a story and then bring people into a gospel understanding. Stu Miller, your thoughts for Jonathan? Yeah, absolutely. I can see the, the challenges that you're facing, but there, I think we've also got to be careful that we don't say it, it's impossible to share the gospel here in Australia. It's easy in Africa and easy in other places. It may be easier in some ways, but it's also harder. There's real challenges in Africa and in India. I mean, my guys have, I've got a team in India that have been beaten up three times, you know, for going out and sharing the gospel. We don't get that here. You know, we the worst that happens to us is someone says, oh, no, nah, mate, I'm not interested. You know, it's we really have it quite easy compared to other aspects. But the challenges are in breaking through those walls in relationship. And um, like you say, giving someone a tract, um, using the G7 app I find is a great icebreaker to being able to create an opportunity to be able to share the gospel. Hey, can you can you have a look at this app? Oh, what is it? Something I'm doing with my church. Oh, okay, what is it? Away you go. And it, you can actually, that, you know, it's not impossible. It's actually um, if we're creative and innovative, we can find ways of breaking through those walls here in Australia. But we need the thing about it is we need to be intentional about sharing our faith. If we're not intentional, basically you'll never share your faith. Jonathan, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Dennis, who is in Rochdale in Brisbane. Hi, Dennis. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Very good, Dennis. What are your thoughts? Good. Oh, I was just going to say... Um, you know, uh, ever since, um, you know, you've got this whole increase in social media in, in terms of videos and, and, you know, catchy images you can share and that sort of stuff, um, it really helps as long as you start to fill your social media by following the right right um, organizations like Vision and you know, Open Doors and, and, and the such. Um, it gives you the opportunity to just share things, to like things, and, and that way it really gets into your friends' feeds as well. Mm. Um, and I think there might still be a gap for a bit of a, um, you know, like a, not a full gospel tract, but sort of those, um, you know, interesting stones you can put into somebody's shoe, those things people can chew on that you can then share 
which I think Vision's already putting a bit of that stuff out. Mm. Uh, but there's still more, even more space for that opportunity, you know, to get get those little snippets into people's lives, get them to see that Christianity is is reasonable, true, anchored in history, mm. and then also you know offers the hope that people can get a little bite. Dennis, good thoughts there. Uh, there's a building process. Uh, Stu, your thoughts for Dennis? Yeah, there is a number of things that you can share on social media that that is excellent. Um, I'd say number one, there's there's the CV videos, um, Christian videos that that are produced. Um, yes, uh, he is. I think they're called. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, you've got the Yes, he is app that you can use to share directly on on social media. But there's also CV videos that you could download and and use as well. In fact, part of Go Month uh, this this year with Go Movement, CV's collaborating and has produced a video every day for for the month of May. And and I'm sharing them on the social media account. So if you link in with Train to Proclaim Facebook, you can just on-share those videos. Um, And um, that's a great way. They're just like two-minute videos, three-minute videos. And like you say, Dennis, it's like a little snippet that gives someone on a, it's not a full gospel, but it um, helps them to think about some of the things. Think about God, think about life, think about more than what they're doing currently. You can do full gospel presentations. There's videos out there and there's apologetics, small apologetics videos that are great. Um, and um, so there's there's real opportunity with social media. There's also the hope story, but maybe we'll talk about that later. But that's a great opportunity for us to share uh, our own story uh, of how we came to know Jesus. Stu, before we take another call uh, with some creative ways of engaging people with uh, the good news, the simple strategy of the Go movement, let me just come to this. Um, We want to see every believer sharing the gospel until everyone on earth has the opportunity to decide for Christ, playing our part in the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Sort of all embracing, isn't it? Mm, absolutely, and and that's the um, really that that is the goal of Go Decade. Uh, so by the end of twenty thirty, we want to actually have achieved that to give everyone on the planet the opportunity of coming, uh, of hearing the gospel and responding to it. We can't control people's responses, of course, Neil. I mean, that's up to the person, and it's the divine work of the Holy Spirit to save people. We can't save anyone. But we can share the good news of Jesus and uh, pray that God would bring in a mighty harvest. You can't, as an evangelist, or if you were the leader of the church, or even if you were some you know, uh, well-known figure in Christian mm. life, you can't put a rod over someone's back no. and say, you know, you've got to get out there and share the gospel. Uh, There's no rod over anyone's back. Something happens, Mm. and I wonder whether this is something like a transaction that happens in a spiritual sense Mm. in individuals uh, when they Mm. get to know Christ, know his purpose, and then all of a sudden there's this realization that, oh, wait a minute, Mm. I'm part of this too. Yeah, I mean, it is a command of Christ, and sometimes we obey commands of Christ whether we feel like it or not, but we should have compassion. We should have a love for people. We should have a desire for people to come to know Jesus. And um, as, a, as, a, as a Christian, that love should be in you for other people. You love God, so you want to obey what God is asking you to do, but you love other people. You want them to hear the gospel and to respond. And to, I mean, Jesus has changed my life. I want other people to have that as well. I don't want to keep that to myself. It's like having the, the cure for cancer and not sharing it with people with cancer. You know, you just wouldn't do that. If you had a cure, you'd say, here it is. You'd broadcast it from the, the rooftops. And that's, uh, you know, should be our heart's desire. 
desire as well. And hopefully, you know, if you're listening today, something's welling up inside of you. You're being inspired to to share how you came to know Jesus with those around you. Even though it may be difficult, there's challenges involved, you can still be intentional and make that happen. Let's take another call. Terry has been waiting patiently on the line in Adelaide. Hello, Terry. Welcome. Hello. Um, just bringing up to... Um, um, let you know about points of contact that I'm making here in, Adla- in the city of Adelaide. Wonderful. How's that all working um, for you, Terry? Give us an yes, it's to, insight. I'm making uh, contacts with international student accommodation where they um, congregate and live. And there I have access to letterboxes and reception areas where I can drop off a tray. Okay, international students uh, coming to Australia and sometimes uh, feeling a little isolated and you're away here, Terry, to make that connection. Uh, Stu, what were you about to say? Oh, that's that's wonderful. There's, uh, I think, you know, when people come to Australia, sometimes they wouldn't have the opportunity of hearing the gospel uh, so much in their own country. And here they, you know, Terry, you're sharing with them. You know, you're, you're providing a, a tract yeah. or... Yes, it helps expand their their Australian Australian experience um, in being here, and um, of course make um, the, the possibility of them being saved. Yeah, Terry, and, uh, how do you I go about this things. connection? Yeah. Is this something others can do in their community? Well, I thought uh, in other cities, um, if it isn't already being done, um, people could take that up. You know, Christians could take that up. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and run with it. Um, well, I love it. Yeah, you're, you're utilising the, the reception areas, the, the, the letterbox drop, you know, the yeah. connecting well, yeah. in. The letterboxes are behind glass doors and so, so what, you know, you've got to um, work it so you can, you know, f- find access <clears throat> through those doors too. Mm. Sometimes get to the letterboxes and sometimes the, the letterboxes are on the outside of a building. Um, but, you know, um, most of the time you're having success in being able to do that. Terry, fabulous um, stuff. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. Uh, really great to hear from you. And, uh, you know, it reminds me, I was just talking just recently, Stu, to an organisation called You Belong. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're working out of Ipswich, uh, just to the west of Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got a, a whole bunch of refugees okay. in their community. Yeah. And they've got a project to help those refugees learn to drive. Mm. Because, hey, put two and two together, refugees have to to do 100 hours That's who's right. going to sit beside someone who mm-hmm. perhaps doesn't speak your language so well and uh, and teach them to drive well there's a wonderful opportunity to connect oh, there yeah. with people absolutely and uh, and you you build up a bit of a relationship during that time and and helping them and i think when you're showing the love of god in a, in a way that you're serving them and then you share jesus with them then there's a, a wonderful synergy between the works of the gospel and the words of the gospel and uh, when it's demonstrated the love of god is demonstrated as well as just it's not just preaching at them it's showing that God's love. And uh, Neil, just thinking about both the international students and refugees, you know, where people speaking a different language, uh, the, the G7, as some people know, um, is an app that's got 16 different languages in it. And so you can actually select different people's language. Uh, and so, you know, and you might think, oh, hang on a minute, I, that's not going to work because I don't speak their language. Yeah. <laughs> well, the great thing about it is that it actually separates the viewer language from the presenter language. So you can still keep the viewer language in, in English 
and have the the presenter sorry the presenter language in English and so that you can operate all the menus and and go through the presentation but all the main points are coming up in their native language on the screen which is brilliant for cross-cultural communication so So, uh, for listeners get a mm -hmm. hold of the G7 app which you can access through the train to proclaim website or just Mm -hmm. type in G7 and you'll Mm -hmm. find that easily online it reminds me too of of the five fish app from Global Recordings Network Mm -hmm. uh, with 6,000 languages of uh, different language groups Mm. uh, gospel presentations in those languages so uh, write down that's a lot of languages if you've got uh, (laughs) neighbours that don't speak English they might speak one of those 6,000 languages it's highly likely hey while the news was on Stu you said to me uh, some churches are having what they call a once in a blue moon service Mm. Uh, give us an insight here this is really creative stuff yeah absolutely I think there's some really creative things that some churches are doing but um, having a once in a blue moon service and having really nice invitations made up and given to your church members to invite people who have got had some sort of a connection with the church or have some sort of connection but don't go to church regularly and and so you invite them to this once and they say what's a once in a blue moon service and you say well it's for people who don't go to church regularly but go once in a blue moon well here's your once in a blue moon service (laughs) and and it's surprising how many people will come because they they're not feeling like they're expected to go every week you know if you invite them along to church they may feel like oh are they going to expect me to go every time but when you invite them to a once in a blue moon service it's an outreach service you can share the gospel if they respond then they're going to want to come to church more often you know Uh, but a wonderful outreach opportunity and I imagine that what makes it a outreach opportunity if you have a once in the blue moon service and you might do the sausage sizzle and you might do Mm -hmm. something for the kids and there might be all sorts of great things that Mm. uh, make you comfortable But if you've got someone who's sharing a testimony Mm. or you might have one of those amazingly uh, produced uh, mini productions of a gospel presentation, just something in the service that creates the opportunity for that conversation to open about faith in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got to be we've got to be innovative. We've got to be creative. We've got to think of ideas like this that we can connect with people and and reach them with the gospel. Now, we can do that personally. Uh, but also as churches, churches thinking about these sp- special events that happen throughout the year, like the Anzac service, you know, like that, that lady um, was talking about doing it in their street, which is wonderful, but churches can do something like that. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Christmas, you know, you think about these these events where we can do special things that engage the community. Um, another, another church was doing a, a family day service, and yet it was separate from Mother's and Father's Day. It was a family day, and people go, well, what, what's a family day service? And you say, well, it's where we all invite all of our family along. I mean, you're part of the family, so you've got to come. Yeah, of course. <laughs> people are like, oh, uh, okay, I don't want to miss out. What, what, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, every, I'm inviting everyone you, you, to, to a special service at our church. It's only once a year. Oh, okay. And, and again, people sometimes, uh, particularly grandparents, will come along you know, with their grandchildren or whatever because they want to be a part of this family service, and it's a great opportunity to reach out with the gospel uh, in a creative way. And research uh, and recent research Mm. shows that when people are asked if they will come along to church, in Mm -hmm. other words, they've got an appropriate invitation, people are inclined to say 
yes. Yes. Uh, we might sometimes be thinking, oh, I'm sure that people would say no if I made an invitation. Well, maybe mm. change your uh, method of uh, making that approach mm. and you might get a yes. So the That's way right. you actually approach people to invite to church, Stu, do you, yeah. do you cover this sort of thing when you're uh, you know, training people? Uh, because, you know, you can have the sort of, uh, you know, the gloomy down and out and woe is me and nobody comes to my church. You know, we never have a visitor. Mm. Uh, or you can change your attitude to that. Yeah, well, I, I tend to um, encourage people to reach out with the gospel. So when, in the training that I offer in churches, we're teaching people how to reach out with the gospel in their oikos, in their network, uh, in their workplace, you know, over the fen- back fence with their neighbor. So rather than, the, than inviting them to church to hear the gospel, we're trying to encourage people to, to uh, go and share the gospel. But I guess what, there's two ways of, of getting the gospel to people. There's the come and see approach and the go and tell. Uh, so I'm training people with the go and tell taking personal responsibility to go out with the gospel and that I train people with the G7 app because it's such an easy way of being able to pull out your phone out of your pocket here hey can I show you something and away you go uh, but for churches it really is the come and see so if you're organising an outreach at church it's getting people to invite others to along to an outreach so um, I would say that's the best time to invite people rather than to a regular service that's really more focused at Christians than non-church people, uh, inviting them along to a special service where the focus really is clearly articulating the gospel in a way that a non-church person will understand. That's a, that's, And I think churches have got to provide those every year, number of them throughout the year that people can invite to. And I think making up really, really nice, um, you know, graphically designed uh, invitations, special invitations. Like you say, you know, if someone receives a special invitation, they're a lot more likely to come along. And so I think, you know, if you're a pastor listening today or a, or a church elder, think about, you know, your, your church calendar. Think about, you know, some innovative, creative ways and do it really well. And uh, you might be surprised at just how many people come. Stu, let me get your impression here, just to take you a little step deeper here, because uh, the come and see approach versus Mm -hmm. the go and tell approach, Mm -hmm. some will be thinking, well, our church does it one way, uh, other churches do it another way, Mm -hmm. and uh, one way's right and the other one's not. Let Mm -hmm. me just ask you here, because Mm -hmm. if you've got a come and see approach in your local church, my impression is that is likely to supercharge the go-and-tell approach that will happen in individuals uh, who can make plans <clears throat> for having an event or for going out or for having people raise that level of confidence. What are your thoughts on the dynamics of doing the come-and-see approach effectively? Well, I, I I think we've got to have both. It's not an either-or. We can't have one or the other. We've got to, I believe, as churches mobilize, you know, equip and empower our our uh, congregational members to be able to personally go and share the gospel in their oikoses and their networks. But we've also got to provide opportunities for the go- come and see. Things like Alpha uh, or outreaches in the church, things like that where we can invite people along and where they have an opportunity to hear the gospel. I think we've got to have both going. Now, whether it supercharges or not is a really interesting question that you pose, Neil. And the reason I say that is I think because we've had sort of decades of the, the Billy Graham crusades and tent missions and stuff where there was some wonderful come and see uh, evangelism going on. But one of the negative elements of that is that sometimes it's a created impression with us as Christians is that evangelism 
is when we invite someone along to hear that guy preach the gospel up there on stage. It's his job. It's his job. job. Yeah, exactly. And we've sort of negated our own responsibility of going out with the gospel, which is what Jesus, it's his last words to us before he left earth, was he's commanded his followers to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So we've got to take that personally, our, our own personal responsibility to go and tell. But I think you're also right, even though it's created a negative impression for some of us in the church, it also, when we do have an outreach uh, in our church, it does encourage people because when they see people come to faith or or new people come along, they go, wow, we should do this more often. And then they think about reaching people in their own community. It, it changes the culture in a church that, hey, we're not just about ourselves, the four walls of our church, about singing songs, you know, sing three fast songs, two song, f- slow songs, put your money in the pot, and, you know, and, that, and that's your Christian life. No, we're about reaching our community because that's what we're here for. You know, that's that's why we're not in heaven right now. We've got a job to do while we're here on earth. And so I, I think you're absolutely right. It, 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 having those events in churches, those come and see events, encourages the go and tell. But as long as it doesn't give the impression that that's what evangelism is, just inviting people along. And we've got, I think it's the way that we communicate it in churches that is important. Keeping momentum is mm. one of those challenging things, isn't mm. it? Uh, because your church has an event, uh, everybody's inspired. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, everybody's uninspired. Back to uh, normal. So, but this is, this is yeah. uh, coming back to what we're talking about today, a mm. global outreach month, having mm. a global outreach day. And as you say, the founder, his name is Werner, mm. uh, he was saying, well, you know, why don't we have a global outreach day? You're saying, why isn't this every day? Well, yes. having one day yes. puts a stake in the ground, uh, mm-hmm. gives us all an opportunity to say there is a global outreach day, there is a global outreach month. Uh, we can manoeuvre ourselves mm. around how that can look for us and how we all relate with it. And I just want to just touch on this because you don't have to register to be a part of this. Sometimes no. we talk about events and, you know, you've got mm. to register to be on the online mm. uh, webinar or whatever. This is not something you register for. This no. is something you actually decide to participate in. Mm. You might lead a group in your church that way. If you are leading a church, you might mm. lead your church in that direction. But uh, no one's uh, keeping you accountable. This nope. is something that is inspiring you to do something in the kingdom. Absolutely. And, and when you do... You know, do something on Global Outreach Day or as part of Global Outreach Month. Uh, you, you, there's no registration. There's no one, you know, following up on you. But you know that you're a part of millions of Christians around the world. You're joining with brothers and sisters all around the world and doing something globally that uh, is reaching out with the gospel. Now, if you do want extra inspiration or ideas or hear testimonies of what's happening all around the world, you can sign up at GoMovement.World. Uh, and go on the newsletter, and that will just uh, keep you encouraged. But in no way at all is it a registration to to be involved. You can be involved uh, because you love Jesus. That's why you're involved, not because you're part of any organization. But if you're going to take uh, some sort of message to a leader in your church and say, we should be involved in this, they're going mm-hmm. to say, oh, what a, how do I know anything about that? And uh, you'll be able to give the website. Yeah, uh, So gomovement.world. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, only a few minutes left remaining for our conversation. You were just recently, just to touch on this, talking about creative things, uh, mm. there was a spirit mind 
Mind and Body Festival that you were a part of yeah. recently. You went there as a Christian believer and intentionally wanting to share your faith. Are mm-hmm. people more open at those sorts of things if you're going out and uh, wanting to share? Yeah, so it's not just days of the year like Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, Easter, you know, that we can utilize. But you can also utilize events and festivals, you know, like the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival, Halloween Festival. So we've been to both of those festivals with a stall, you know, and set up and, and with the intention of sharing the gospel, which we have. Uh, so we reached heaps and heaps of people with the gospel. I brought the G7. I just brought my iPad, and and we were saying to people as they're going past, you know, because this is new age people. And we're saying, look, you know, and they say, what are you doing here, you know? And you say, well, we're telling people's future from the Bible. Would you like to know your future from the Bible? And oh, okay. How much does it cost? You know, because everyone else is charging seventy dollars for their palm reading or their tarot cards <laughs> or you know whatever. Or yeah. and so we said, no, it's actually free. Yeah, we've got a spot now if you like. You know, and we can take them take you through. But we gave out a lot of hope cards we called the name of the store hope because hope in jesus and so we gave out 1200 hope cards over the three days that we had the store there so uh which has a a gospel message in it and testimonies of how people came to know jesus so um i think it's great to be creative and as the church we should look at these events that's happening and saying why don't as a church we book in in this event, this festival, this whatever, a table, just have, we could have some Bibles, we could have some tracks, we could have, you know, just be available and as people come along, we'll talk and just engage in conversation, you know. Uh, give out some cards or some tracks as people go by and boom, there you go. Who knows how many people will come to know Jesus, you know, because of that that. That opportunity. And for listeners who are thinking, uh, how much does all of this cost? Mm. Well, you know, on this program, on 2020, we'll Mm. have a lot of conversations with people who've got incredible resources and they're available free of charge, whether Mm. you're talking about the sort of resource that, you know, becomes a tract to give to someone Mm. or the training that it Mm. takes to be able to help equip people Mm. who are in your small group or in your local church Mm. uh, to make those things happen. Stu, you have free resources on your Train to Proclaim website, the the G7 app. It's it's free Mm -hmm. when people download that. Uh, Incredible research uh, resource, 16 languages, I think you said. Um, But you're available for training for small groups and for churches. And uh, Mm. so, you know, give us some insight here. There might be some listener right now thinking, I better write this guy's name down and write yeah. down his website because I might want to book him. And uh, either yep. it's a Zoom call or you go there in person. Mm-hmm. How do they get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch through traintoproclaim.com. Uh, they can email me directly on stew at traintoproclaim.com. Uh, and um, just get in touch and uh, we can talk about a number of different ways that we can run training uh, whether live is the best obviously if I can come to your church or your group and and run a live training that's wonderful but you know sometimes because of uh, you know location or you know maybe a smaller group or whatever we may do it via zoom but I'm happy to to work with you and we can definitely uh, help you get up and running uh, with a group of people. You could be the catalyst for getting your church, a whole lot of people in your church or your small group or uh, young adults group or whatever you're involved in. You could be the catalyst for getting others mobilized to be able to share the gospel because most Christians have got a heart to be able to reach out, but many don't know how. And so that's something we can help you with, giving you quality tools uh, that are not embarrassing, you know, that are that are modern and up-to-date and are a great way of communicating the gospel with others. So if you're interested, get in touch. I'd love to work with you. Uh, maybe you, you're inspired by doing a, a stall somewhere and you think, well, we need to train it, train people in our church. If we're going to run it, run it, we don't know what to say to people. Let's run a training. 
And I imagine you've got a bit of a calendar and you've got some events uh, you wouldn't mind uh, for people to come and work alongside you in some of those, uh, learn yeah. how to do what the, what you do and then sure. take it back to their own community. Yeah. Sure. Get in touch. Okay. Well, it is Global Outreach Month. Uh, there's some food for thought there, isn't there, in preparation for Global Outreach Day on the 28th of May. Uh, not too late to participate. You can certainly check out uh, what's happening with global outreach movement, the Go Movement at gomovement.world. That's gomovement.world. You can connect directly with Stu at traintoproclaim.com. That's traintoproclaim.com. Stu Miller is the founder of Train to Proclaim. He's also the Australian Go Movement Coordinator, Check those things out. It is Go Month and Go Day is coming up on 28th of May. Stu Miller, thank you so much for coming in and sharing these things with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.